like a cool breeze coming down from a frozen hill. You are listening to an unofficial podcast dedicated to the hit ABC show, Once Upon a Time. And now, here he is, Darius, Teddy. From the chillin' podcast studios in the frozen hills near Storybrook, I am Teddy the Yeti, and you are listening to the cool sounds of the Once Upon a Time fan podcast. So, ladies, gentlemen, reindeers, and warm-hearted snowmen, onceuponatimepodcast.com and Rony's Own Media present the hosts of the coolest Once Upon a Time podcast ever. Put your hands and paws together for Jeff and Colleen Roney. Well, cool. Welcome, everyone. To another Once Upon a Time fan podcast here in the wonderful studios at KFRZ. Yeah, had to crank up the fire tonight for the first time in a while because it was actually kind of warm today, but then it dropped in temperature. Yeah, this... Steveston is a strange town, all kinds of things happening. Yeah. Well, everyone, this is the first thoughts episode for the episode entitled The Snow Queen. This is episode number 253. The show notes and links and all that, hopefully I'll get time to do that, can be found at onceuponatimepodcast.com slash 253. Hooray! Boy, there was a lot in this episode tonight. There was. Good lord. A lot of good stuff. A lot of really good stuff. Yeah. Lots of answers, a lot more questions, I would imagine. Yeah, a ton of questions. So let's go ahead and dive in. The symbol on the kite kind of looked like an eye or a star. I don't know what what it was. I'm not sure either, but it looked like rose mailing to me. Okay. Which is why when I first wrote it down... I thought, oh, look, it's Anna and Elsa mm. flying a kite as little girls. Wait, but it's not Anna and Elsa. It was Ingrid, Gerda, and Helga. Helga. Yeah. Yes, indeed. So, yeah, that was kind of interesting. The three dresses reminded me of classic like Thanksgiving dresses that you little girls would have to wear somewhere. Oh. Either church or some type of really kind of dressy event. They weren't that dressy. They were more play dresses, believe uh, it or not. To, uh, to me, anyway. But. I mean, they were slightly dressier, but yeah. that's because they were princesses. Mm-hmm. So when you think about it, they should have been a little dressier. But they were not dressy, dressy, like formal formal wear. Okay. Uh, the weird dude behind the tree. Yeah. Kidnapper? Yeah. First of all... If three girls are out playing, you should kind of have well, somebody. But, you know, let's so. think this through. It's a long time ago. Okay. When you were a child, you were out playing and nobody was out there watching you. All right. Right? Yeah. Well, but then this strange person who we don't know what it, who he was. Right. Basically said, I could get a lot of money kidnapping the you know future queen correct so anyhow well he was the owner of the kite and they basically stole it from him mm. naughty naughty little princesses right and so they you know they're trying to keep themselves from being kidnapped yes so and 
So before, so Ingrid, in her own magical way, comes to the rescue, quote unquote, right, and freezes the tree in this large branch where there's he grabbed, I believe it was Gerda, Gerda, mm-hmm. and the branch started to break and it crushed him. But <laughs> right before it crushed him, he had his final line. Thank goodness he got another line. He said, you're a monster. Right. So, and that, again, well, another. pushed her away. Yeah. And I think that was the first time she recognized she had power. Because mm-hmm. she didn't know she had it before yeah. that. So I think that that pushed her to the edge and brought out the fear, brought out the power. And therefore, that's, that's what the whole thing started. Well, and we've seen magic and power be inner. Inner used in different situations, but more it was more uh, power used tonight. So right. the the branch came down and crushed that weird lech guy. Yeah, and the kidnapper, kidnapper. And so as they were talking, it was this interesting way of spinning it because Ingrid was saying, "I look, I'm I can't control this power. I've got to go. I'm dangerous." I, I don't know what I could do. And the other two sisters are spinning it in a way. It's like, no, no, no. You saved us. Right. We will always be together. We are sisters and you're okay. She's going, no, 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 I'm I'm not okay. And it reminded me of um, Revenge of the Sith when Palpatine was talking to Luke and, or I'm sorry, Anakin. And I was saying, look, I killed, you know, him. I, and he says, no, 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 you you saved me. And he was spinning it in a different way. And this is exactly what yeah. it reminded me of. But, um, and they said, when we will hear it again, too, they said, this will be our secret. Right. And then they started talking about this sisterly pact. Right, the yellow ribbon pact. Right. Mm-hmm. And I have a sister, and mm-hmm. you have a sister as well. I do. Mm-hmm. And... I I come from a smaller family. We didn't I didn't have a bunch of brothers and sisters and all that. But it was interesting this whole sisterly packed kind of magical connection. Well, there so. is a bond between sisters that is one you you don't find with other siblings a lot of times. I mean, it's a different a different bond than a brother and sister or brothers. Because brothers have a very strong bond too. Can have a very strong bond. Right. But they have this pact, and the whole point was they were saying to Ingrid, you'll never be alone, which mm-hmm. to me felt very much like Ohana from Lulu and Stitch. Yes. So no one's left family. Family means no one's left behind. Because I believe it was Helga mm-hmm. that took the the – ribbon initially and put it in her hair and said, I will be the queen. Oh, no, no, no. That was Gerda that did okay. that. Gerda did that because Gerda was the youngest. Okay. So she goes, I like this yellow ribbon. I think it would look good in my hair and, you know, as a but, future queen. But the older one took it and said, no, I will be the Ingrid queen. is the queen. She so. says, no, I'm the queen. So, of course, it's right. fitting her. So, But then as they talked later, they split it into three parts and they tied it around their wrist. and Right. They said well, they didn't split it in three parts. There were three ribbon t- oh, okay. on ribbons on the kite mm-hmm. tail, 
And so they, they tied each part around each wrist and then yeah. they, they held hands and basically kind of made a pact right. Right. that we will always be together and we will never be alone. Right. So then we go back to Storybrooke and this, I, I have to say, right. even I'm, we've seen people go in that front door of that library a number of times. Uh-huh. And this time there's this. This column in the middle with all these inner workings of the clock. We've never seen that before. That's never been there. That's true. And so it's like, wow. We've seen all kinds of people going that door. But we saw saw Ingrid go through the door, but we didn't see where she went into the library. We don't know how far in she went. Theoretically, you're absolutely right. It should be right immediately right there because it's right under the clock tower. That's not the case. Well, and now we know that the elevator not only goes down to the dragon level, mm-hmm. down in the basement, way down, but then also goes up to the clock tower. Well, I don't think she took the... No, she took the stairs. No, she the took elevator. the elevator. Okay, well, there's an elevator then, apparently, yes. that goes... It's a magical you know, elevator, a, like yeah. Willy Wonka, and then uh, it goes upstairs. The Wonka-vader. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, then... Well, she sets up her mirror. She sets up the yes. mirror there, which I thought was interesting. I'm like, oh, okay, what's she going to do? She's going to shatter it here and let the pieces fly out the clock tower, mm. so then it you know, falls on everybody else. And, of course, we see what happens later. So I noticed initially that after that scene where she made the mirror appear, that also there's a mirror in Regina's crypt. In her vault? Mm-hmm. So it was yeah. kind of mirroring of that situation there's Which, a mirror that here mirror's been in there though that's not i know new, but, but i'm just yeah it was so. very interesting how they chose yeah. to do that and that is, that is where we next see uh regina is in her vault and she's looking through her vault for a spell and then robin comes in and he pretty much tells her he doesn't want to forget her and really looks to her to basically tell him what to do yeah well, uh, I, which she already did, and then she turns around and says, okay, again, you need to forget me and go back to your wife, which mm-hmm. kind of made me a little unhappy with Robin for a moment. I was like, come on, dude, you know better than this. You have this, you know, code that you live up to. You you should know the right thing to do. Why are you asking Regina? I, I think he was honestly thinking with his heart and not with his head because he wanted some sort of absolution saying it's okay for us to have a little fling because Marion's not really around. Well, another thing too is now we're seeing another good quote unquote character not being good. Right. Kind of faltering, faltering, not, not doing what they should be doing. And she said it's torture. Yeah. For him to come yeah. back. Yeah, which again, and, uh, again, kind of peeved me a little bit because here he is, you know, she's trying to do the right thing, really right. trying to do the right thing, and he's making it really tough for her. Well, you know, we're all human, and I would imagine women wrestle too, and he was wrestling. He just finally looked at her and goes, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. This is what I'm feeling. I'm... You know, normally guys aren't really feeling-oriented beings. They don't really talk about feelings. But the, he was feeling it. And he went yeah. down and goes, yeah. look, this is what I'm feeling. I, my, my heart was in the forest. Or, I, you know, my head was in the forest, but my heart brought me here. Yep. So there yep. you go. Yeah. And um, 
so yeah, the, so forest, let's, the forest must be where they're keeping Marion. Probably, probably. Right. Yep. So we had a, a discussion between Emma and Elsa, and they cracked this code with help from Bell. Right. Who translated it? And again, Bell. She's they're very really, well they're really, again, strengthening this idea that people, but specifically Bell, but people reading is mm-hmm. very powerful. Absolutely. It's almost as powerful as someone with magic. You learn things. Right. So the... Learning is good, kids. Yes. Read. Please read. read whether it's on a digital format, on an iPad, or actually with a book with pages and paper. I love books with paper. Well, there's something about you. That. Better enjoy it while you can. I know because I then I think that day is coming where it's not going to be. It's all digital. All right. So Emma had a little Lord of the Rings shout out there. She, she said did. it's elfish, and this is not the first time she's mentioned elfish. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. All right. So the, basically, what it is is there's a spell. That they can cast to render somebody powerless, basically. And there's a special candle. Yes. That when lit, I would imagine magically. Yeah. And it's blown upon the being. Right. It will trap the being. And I would imagine this candle is specifically for someone who exhibits freezing power or something not necessarily it didn't seem like it was freezing i mean it seemed like it was really just anybody who has magical powers well and this is not the first candle we've seen correct once upon a time correct we've seen the double-sided candle Mm -hmm. it was used with cora was used with queen eva Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and we've also seen a sort of candle-ish thing with Mm -hmm. the coconut end and that's how emma trapped and again emma was involved in that and it lit the little fire within the coconut right. and trapped the shadow. So, right. It's not so, the first time. Yeah. And here's my question. At that point, I said, what's the price for casting this spell? Because hmm. it's a magic. It's magic. Well, and I all think magic comes with a price. Yeah. But I think magic going through. Nope. There was a price for this. Okay. We'll talk about it. All right. So, Emma was asked to babysit. Right. Now, I'll let you talk a little bit about that because usually single gals oh, yeah. that, that aren't married and whatever, they're always asked to babysit. A lot of times, yeah, that is true. So, and I used to get that quite a bit with a lot of friends who had kids before mm-hmm. I was married. And um, so, yeah, it, it, it is a little bit of a kind of an expected thing. It's unfortunate, but it... it, it I'm not even going to go into it because I just know okay. it's going to just right. open a can of worms. But bottom line is she's asked to ask to babysit. But I think in this case, I think she kind of wants to because, I mean, it's her little brother. Okay. So we had a little mops group. Yeah. We mommy had a little, and me. Uh, f- no, it wasn't mops. Fairy tale. It was definitely mommy and me. Mommy no, and me. Because they're babies. Mops is preschoolers. Okay. So mommy and me. So we had. Led by Ashley. Right. We had Cinderella. Uh-huh. We had Sleeping Beauty. Yes, and we, we had did. Snow White and their children. Right. And they're singing little songs and, yes, and all that. But wasn't there somebody else in there too? I didn't know who. I didn't recognize who that was. I, maybe I, it wasn't. I don't believe so. But. I can't recall. But anyway, I thought that was kind of funny that it was those three. 
But this made me so happy. You know why this made me happy? I have been wondering where in the world Ashley had been. And her baby. Well, and Aurora, Because remember, too. I mean, that yes. But, I mean, specifically, it's like Ashley had her happy ending. Sean proposed to her. Yeah. In the the hospital. Yeah. With the baby. Yeah. And we didn't hear peep. Right. You didn't hear a peep about Bo Peep either. But I mean, specifically, Ashley. Yeah. And Aurora. Yeah. What the heck happened? And now we know. Yeah. So Aurora named her son Philip. Yes. So, yeah. All right. And so, boy, Aurora's had a tough time. She didn't know what a CD is. Right. I, I, I suppose we wouldn't want to explain what a DVD or a Blu-ray is. Right. To her. Right. And she's talking about the devil box, which shows that darn Once Upon a Time show. <laughs> so, anyhow, that was that was actually really funny. And yeah. Emma did mention, well, you put me in a magical wardrobe. Little Narnia shout out there. Yeah, a little bit. So, but uh, what I notice is as things kind of progress with the glowing milk, which is actually another Hitchcock little thing, because they put a light in the milk in one of the movies. Hmm. All right, uh, but the when that kind of started and she started kind of backing away, I noticed that it's Emma's being betrayed as Elsa now, as far as the feeling and the fear. It, it, she's sharing in that kind of thing, and I went, oh, right, wow, right. Because, and here's something that I didn't pick up until literally just now. I realized it after after thinking this through. Emma was still kind of using her magic. Her, her emotions were amped up, right? Right. Because she's trying to capture the Snow Queen. She'd calmed down enough when she got there, no problem. It was when they all started talking about all the things that should have been right. Snow and Emma's relationship yep. and never was. And Emma can say she's fine with it. She's not. But that's that's a big fat lie. She's very upset by that. She's very upset by the fact that she still feels like she was abandoned. Yeah. Because she kind of was. But it, it it's and it's one of those things that she's going to have to get over it at some point in time. Not sure how she's going to, but she's going to have to. But what I was going to say is that she's still so amped up from having practiced with Elsa. And here's what I noticed. Mm. Elsa... She couldn't capture Elsa. Right. She should have been able to. Yeah. Because it was right there. She did the whole thing correctly. She couldn't capture Elsa. And Elsa apologized. Goes, sorry, I must just be like... So Elsa was resisting arrest, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Right? Right. That'll come into play in a short bit. But but that whole thing with Emma and basically boiling the milk, because that's really what she was doing, was boiling it. Yeah. She was mad. She was very, very boiling mad, and you could tell. And it was she was hurt. So then you see Snow kind of back away and doesn't want her to touch Neil. Right. And it's a good thing David's phone rang at that moment because that would have been a really awkward conversation between those two. Mm-hmm. So David, of course, calling and saying, "Hey, by the way, uh, Snow Queen's in the clock tower. We yeah. found her ice trail there." And so they go up there. They rush in there Mm -hmm. and basically stop. And she turns around and now, and then she captures her. Right. That should have been a huge clue to all of them that this was a setup. Mm -hmm. Because again, she should have been able to easily trap 
Elsa, and she couldn't. There were a lot of shout-outs to uh, movies and TV shows about solving crimes mm-hmm. in this oh, episode. Yeah. There was a lot of them. Yeah. So we'll, we'll get to a few that I noticed as we move on. But, yeah, and it was funny. She goes, you got me. Uh-huh. Like, wow. Yeah. Fantastic. Awesome. And again, that should have been another clue because she's been elusive up to this point. She can whisk herself away at a moment's notice. So they should have all realized at that point in time that she was not going to go quietly. Mm -hmm. So the fact that she was so easily captured should have raised red flags. Anyway. All right. So we find that. Ingrid, Helga, and Gerda's father is 70. Yes. And so Ingrid begins to really kind of say, you know, I'm not going to this it ball event. It seems like she's event. been I'm, I'm, saying that for a while. Yeah. I've, and there's mentions of hiding and different things. And so she hasn't really been out and about. And the three sisters, again, kind of talked about this being united so they're holding hands mm-hmm. again saying no 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 we need to be united and that's it right. and so they talked about the duke i knew who they were talking about when they mentioned the duke yeah even though again that was kind of a it was one of the disney films i think it was cinderella had cinderella, the grand duke but the, the grand, grand duke, duke was kind of the king's helper and right. he was yeah. Trying on the slipper for, you know, all the maidens in the land. So not quite the same thing. So then the, the But the whole reason why Ingrid doesn't want to go, she doesn't want to ruin her father's party and she she can't control her magic anymore or at all. She can't control it. She's terrified she's going to ruin her father's party or her sister's chance with the duke because she knows that her sister's kind of sweet on the duke. Yep. All right. So However, she does go down while the Duke is doing his crazy monkey chicken weird funky That was the dance. funniest thing I think I've seen in a long time. That was, he did he did a lot of those steps from uh-huh. the from the feature. feature mm-hmm. yeah. Animated feature, yeah. It was very funny how and he looked a lot like the Duke of Wesselton. Mm-hmm. Weasel Town. <laughs> yeah. Weaselton, yes. Yeah, Weasel Town. Anyway, Ingrid, like typical children do, uh, is spying on the party. From the wings. Right. And she's starting to get emotional and the flurries start. So right. she has to go. And that's why she couldn't go down there because she couldn't risk having anybody find out. I don't even think their parents even knew what was going on with her at that point. It didn't seem like they had any idea. So. When the question came, how many years can you hide? And she mentioned that, well, I'm afflicted. For as long as so, I'm afflicted. Yeah. Right. right. And I think that that was, again, from the Frozen feature as well. Just the idea of, of I'm sick or something. He was afflicted. So mm, Yeah. Then uh, we have that dancing scene. We have that dialogue scene. Then we go back to the present day and Storybrooke. And Emma is questioning. Well, it's Elsa first. She's like trying to browbeat the right. Snow Queen to give yeah, her yeah, the right, answers. Right. And then Emma goes, whoa, 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 calm down. Why don't you go help Hook and David dismantle the mirror and I'll take it from here. I got this. How? When was the last time we've seen that room? Do you remember? That was when they 
question Snow about killing Catherine, if I remember. I think they also use that room for the questioning of uh, Spencer for Ruby, I think. Oh, maybe, yeah. Anyway, but we, we've seen that room before a couple of times. So, all right. The And then Emma's mentioning the dark side. You want me to go to the dark side? I'm not right. going to do it. Right. And then Ingrid begins this masterful manipulation play. Oh, yeah. It was just the most incredible thing. She goes, we'll use your superpower. Ding, ding, ding. And Emma's oh. like, wait a minute. Yeah. How did you know that? Right. Oh, well. You told me about it when I right. when you were a child. And what a lovely childhood. I mean, yep. she had the major mind games going mm-hmm. on, like, ugh, horrible. And she mentioned, well, we're family. She's like, no, we're- not not going to happen. Never. And, nope. and Emma <laughs> said, yeah, don't try that on me, sister. And it, was, it reminded me of Leroy. Oh, yeah. And it also reminded yeah. me of just the idea of the sister sisterly pact mm-hmm. and it also yeah. reminded me and i i told you when we're watching reminds me of whole the whole zelina storyline with the sister witches and trying to trade somebody else in if and looking for somebody to fit the mold for the certain yeah. spot so anyway and she was this, exactly i mean they even said she's trying to get emma to replace her sister so for emma to say don't even try that with me sister is kind of funny in a not funny way so we've already kind of discussed especially in the last episode that we feel and a number of people feel that ingrid is psychotic she has some some issues she's definitely got some issues and with all that being said then let me talk about this here that interrogation scene when she says and in the end you're going to do what you don't want to do ingrid saying this yeah. you're going to let me go yeah the, that was like so freaky. she is basically in control the the person who's being interrogated is actually in control not emma not Elsa, not Charming, not anyone else, but it's the person who's being interrogated. Because she is wanted in control. to be in, she wanted to be in that position. Right. The whole point of this, which we find out, of course, later for sure, but the whole point of this is she wanted to get captured so she could mess with Emma's head. I mean, she even said, oh, good, now that she's gone, you're the one I wanted to talk to anyway. Right. So, I mean, it's, it's always been about Emma, trying to get Emma to come over to her side of things. I think she figures if she can get Emma, Emma will help her convince Elsa because she knows she can't convince Elsa. Now, I'm going to mention two films. These are not family-friendly films. They're They're thriller suspenseful mm-hmm. uh, films the first if you've never seen usual suspects you need to see oh yeah usual do. suspects great movie fantastic movie and the end questioning scene is probably the best most incredible scene top 50 in film history oh easily yeah and it reminded me a lot of that of, yeah. of the guy is really just you know questioning him and this and that and he's just kind of sitting back answering questions and he goes and you're going to let me walk out of here because you don't have any anything on me at all and I'll tell you why da 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 and he listed out all of these things and he walked out of there yeah yeah and they had nothing on him yeah. until after anyway but I, I won't spoil the movie but it was such a fantastic and, and it also reminded me of seven as far as the thought the thoughtful use of the crimes as they were cracking each uh, crime mm-hmm. 
And then at the end, that was the big twist. And that rem- it, it, those two movies really came to my mind when I was starting to think about this whole mm. interrogation scene and who's in charge and how much thought went into this. Because she, she did. She set Emma up. Mm-hmm. And so Emma did the right thing. And we've talked about this already in the season. She, Emma did the right thing, but it ended up being the wrong thing. Right. Because now she's out of control. Right. And I started wondering how much of the whole magic thing that Emma is, is Emma, like the whole milk thing. Mm-hmm. Was that just Emma or was that maybe Ingrid doing that? I, I no, I think it's Emma. Okay. It's so. absolutely Emma because I don't think Ang- Ingrid could control Emma's magic. I think she knows that the only way to get control of Emma's magic right. is to make Emma lose control. Yep. Because Emma doesn't have control of her magic. That's the point. So she continues on and at the end she says, uh, so what do you want to really talk about? Yeah. So. Yeah. After she made her little, at the end, you're going to do something that you never want to do. Let me go. And then yep. she goes, now, what do you want to talk about? Yeah, that was that so. was quite the little mind game uh, that was not fun. I would not have wanted to be Emma in that, in that position. The next scene that we see is something I can relate to. I have been in this situation yeah. many, many times. Yeah. Is the getting dressed up for something like a first job or... Something important, and then the mom helping you out, you know. Yeah, yeah. I need to wear a tie. Help me with the tie. So right, that was very adorable, very yeah. sweet little you know Henry and Regina moment. Before Henry comes in, though, we see Regina thumbing through the book, mm-hmm. and she keeps seeing picture after picture after picture of you know these happy endings for Snow and Charming and. Uh, Ashley and Sean and I mean she sees the and even Robin and Marion I mean she sees that even and it really just messes with her head she gets really frustrated seeing you know all these happy endings and then um, Henry comes in and asks for help and she's like for what and he's like I'm getting married I thought that was hilarious because it shows that he's picked up Regina's sarcasm Mm -hmm. so he's developing a sense of sarcasm just like she has which I, I really like I think that's funny um, and then he says, no, 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 I'm just going to go work at my grandpa's store and, you know, I'm, I, I just need a little help. And he says, I need to represent the family business and what better way to do it than wear a tie? Because, of course, Mr. Gold and his suits, you know, hey. Yeah. As Luli used to call him pimp with a limp. True. He didn't have the He's limp He's got to look good. He's got to look good. Hey. got to look good. Got to have a tie. That's right. That's right. So the Henry mentioned Regina's scary face. Yeah, and she was yeah, reading, she was the, reading book. the book because he's concerned about her, and he 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 knows her well enough now, and he reads her well enough that he knows that she was really unhappy about something, and so she said, "Look, you know, I'm just kind of tired of all this, and I, you know, I, I, it's over. What Robin and I had, it's unfortunately, it's over. It has to be, you know, because he needs to. He in order to save Marion, he's got to he's got to fall back in love with her, and I just." I'm 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 done with it. I'm I, but it's okay because the next time a happy ending comes along, I'll be ready for it. I'm like I hope Yay! so. Well, I, I hope so. I think she will. I hope so. I think she will because right. Regina's Regina's made such great progress. I can't fathom she, you know, is going to mess this up. She's worked too hard for this. So, but as we as we learn, I saw a tweet from Jane Espenson tonight. She goes, "A happy ending is a long term goal." And I think that's pretty yeah. telling, you know. 
a happy ending is not just a quick decision or a happenstance thing that just happens. Right. It takes decision after decision, and you may have to compromise and make a change and all that. Wow. Rain dog ladies. She's going crazy here at the microphone stand. All right. So the... So uh, Henry tells her that he's going to look in certain spots because he thinks he knows where he can look for clues to the book's author. Yep. So Henry's going to get himself into trouble, perhaps. Oh, we, we we know already. I can make a bet and win for sure saying that. Yep. But I'm just wondering where he's going to be searching for clues. Definitely in the back room. Oh, yeah. Where <laughs> Grandpa tells him not to go. Don't go in there. Yeah. Don't, yeah, don't go no, in there. that's exactly where I'm going to go. That's yep. where I'm going to search. Yep. Yep. So... The then Ingrid continues to just oh my gosh zero in she, on Emma's insecurity and Emma's and yep. plant seeds of doubt, water the seeds, give seeds super growth, man. But here's the thing: she's saying very hurtful things mm-hmm. that are really playing on Emma's emotions, but they're true. She's not lying to her. Right. She's not making up stories. She's just playing upon Emma's insecurities, like you said, mm-hmm. using truthful things, but in such a way that it's actually just very painful. So well, in essence, Ingrid is the living version of that mirror. Right. Yes. So Ingrid doesn't need to have the mirror itself mm. out there. People don't need to look at it. She right. is going to be the. I think she's going to be the way that it's going to spread throughout the town because it'd be too easy to have everybody just look in the mirror. Yeah. She, you know what I mean? Smash the mirror, destroy the mirror, but then she is that power now. So. Well, and that's exactly it. Yeah. So, anyway, my my question at this point was: I was thinking to myself, okay, so if based upon the actual Snow Queen fairy tale from Hans Christian Andersen. Is there a speck in her eye or a shard from the mirror in her heart, lodged in Mm. her heart? Could be. And if they remove that, will that change her? Because we saw she was actually very kind and very sweet when she was younger. She was very protective of her sisters and very, um, you know, compassionate towards her sisters and what they needed. She was putting their needs above her own. Yeah. And then that all changed as we saw. So Emma's trying to tell her, say, no, 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 they love me for who I am, not my powers. And then as you're saying, you know, Ingrid just keeps coming back. No, they've used you every single time. Right. When they need a savior, they use you. When they needed this, when they needed that, they use you. Where if you look on the flip side, no, Emma's actually being being the hero and being caring for other people. See, Mm -hmm. and and that's what I'm saying is sometimes... The good can be spun around to be absolutely, the bad, absolutely. But it's actually, and, and it's in the hands of whoever is talking, right? So, to the purpose that they have, right? The agenda behind it. All right, I wrote uh, Ingrid may be more of a manipulator than Rumple. Could she destroy Rumple? And hmm. we'll talk more about that during the final scene. Yeah, we will. So, yeah, we will. All right. Uh, so Ingrid was talking about they're in the room there with the two sisters. Right. She's basically Mm -hmm. running away from home. And she says, because the sisters say, no, 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 you need to stay. This is for you. And she goes, no, 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 I'm not meant 
for such things. And I wrote Ingrid is a victim mm-hmm. where and it's for good or a bad reason. She's saying, no, I don't want to do that. That could possibly be good for me and be happy for me. Mm-hmm. I'd rather take this poor me. Woe is me mm-hmm. way out and hide mm-hmm. And never experience anything good. So in the end, it's not that she wants a family that loves her. It's she wants the family on her terms. Right. And that's di- it's different than no one cares about her. Because that's not true. There's a bunch of people that care- right. cared about her. Her sisters, for sure. Right, right. And, you know, we'll get to, yeah, there's a huge bump in the road. But, you know, this idea that no one cared about her. And I think we'll get back to that with Emma, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and this whole she'll she'll respin that thing that Ingrid tried to get at her is that nobody cared about you. They sent you away and they only use yeah. you. And exactly. It's kind of like Cora saying love is weakness. Yeah, that whole idea. And then it re it gets reinterpreted to no, it's a strength. Right. It's just how you view it and how it's used. Right. So. Right. Right. So they're saying, you know, we're not going to abandon you. You're the queen. Your compassion. And then she says, no, you're the queen, Helga, and your compassion will make you a great leader. And then Gerda, who's kind of stayed quiet this whole time. It's really been Helga that's really worked with Ingrid and has tried to uh, give her the encouragement and the love that she needs to kind of maintain herself. So in essence, Helga was Ingrid's Anna. Anna does that for Elsa. Right. Ingrid does that for, or Helga does that for Ingrid. Anyway, so then at that point, she, you know, Gerda, who's been kind of quiet, steps up and says, well, there is a man, a sorcerer. Who's got a great PR group. Apparently, yes. (sighs) And he he, uh, can help. And he lives in a town called, or in a, vill- in a kingdom called Misthaven. Right. Dun, dun, dun. And mm-hmm. his name is Rumpelstiltskin. Yep. Shocker. Yes. All right. So then we see our heroes and other folks, probably, they're all heroes. Well, it's Elsa Hook and the David and then Belle. Clock Tower. And they're looking at the mirror. And Belle runs up and says, no, no, don't look in that mirror. It will show you the awful things. and You and, don't know what it'll do, blah, blah, blah. And then he, Hook goes, why? I think I'm more handsome than I have. <laughs> she's like, wait a second. And then she stared into it. And she's like, it's a fake. This isn't the same mirror. I think you're right, though. I don't think it's a fake at all. I think... Uh, no, I do think it's... I think that was a fake okay, mirror. Right. I think the real one is back in her snow palace. Okay. But I think that she imbues herself with the power of the mm-hmm. mirror. She was caressing it later. Yeah. Well, you know what I mean? Right. I think she infuses herself with the power of the mirror, and that helps her to become the, the living vessel of the mirror. What if she gets undone by her own mirror? Uh, Maybe. That could be. Yeah. That could very well be. All right. So, so they realize that she wanted to get caught. Yeah, oh, my God. Right. And Emma's now, you know, with her. And so mm-hmm. then they have to rush back and, oh, look at that. She freezes the doors and mm-hmm. traps Emma inside with her. So Robin's not a very good dart thrower. <laughs> I think he was a little drunk. Well, he I, was a little drunk and he was a little, he had a little. Unhappy. On, yeah. But Graham's pretty good. Oh, Graham was good. Graham was a good dart yeah. thrower. And. Remember the same thing when 
Emma was uh, he threw a dart at Graham did threw a mm-hmm. dart at Emma oh, hey, and yeah. it stuck in the door. Same thing. So he almost got Will Scarlet leaving, but he knew he was going to hit the door right. at that point in time. Right. So he he got because Will comes in and Robin realizes that he's there. Right. And so then they have a they have a drink. They share a drink. And they have a conversation. And Will, as awesome as ever, tells him exactly what he needs to hear. Mm-hmm. Which, he was so funny. Have I ever told you how I met Marion? Yeah. <laughs> yes, only about... A million times. Three yeah. dozen times. Mm-hmm. Three dozen and one. Yeah. <laughs> he keeps telling him. And I love that they he kind of filled in the gaps where Robin would like stop. But, and he'd fill in the right gaps. And then Robin would continue, you know, picking it up. Like he, he didn't have to repeat it. It was very funny. The whole, you know, banter between the two of them was quite amusing. And of course, Will, shockingly, is not drunk in this case. Mm-hmm. And uh, Will's speech to him talking about how he fell in love, how Marion knew she was in love with Robin or how she was willing to give up um, her stability to be an outlaw's wife is exactly the ammunition Robin needed to go and fight for Regina. Mm -hmm. And it was interesting because they mentioned uh, Robin was talking to Will and saying, well, yeah, look what you've done because of a woman. And they didn't mention Anastasia. No, they didn't. But, they, they did mention that. And they did talk about uh, Robin stealing his horse, his, her, Marion's father's horse. And, um, you know, they said there's good in him, Will. There's still good in him. And, um, yep. you know, he doesn't see it. That's like Star Wars, like, you sure. know, Darth Vader. But what I, the one thing I did write down, they were talking about. You know, Will was saying, love, even if you do something that ruins your whole life for love, it's still worth it. And I wrote down, love is hard to find, and it's like a treasure. Mm -hmm. You you don't find treasure everywhere. No, no, you don't. And when you find it, you hold on to it, Mm -hmm. and it's worth a lot. And some people may say, well, it's no, it's not worth anything to you, not to you. But to me, mm-hmm. it's worth a lot. Mm-hmm. And you have to take care of it. Yeah, you do. And, you know, it's just, I really enjoyed that conversation about um, about love when they when they really focused down. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. No, it was, very, it was a great, again, Will had all the right words. I love Will Scarlett. Yeah. I think he's awesome. I'm excited he's here. So Henry tried to snooker his old granddad. Yeah. And say, okay, now I need to do something magical. I've swept the floor twice. Yep. And so then Gold said, well, tell you what, I'm going to give you a magical potion that will turn old things into new. (laughs) Turns it around. Furniture polish. Right. Did you notice the name of it? No. Black Cat Furniture Polish. All right. That's funny. And then we see the group run in from the clock tower. Well, before before we get to that, he says, now go in the back and yeah. don't touch anything you're not supposed to. Right. Because <laughs> right. that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So then David Bell, yes. Hook, and Elsa, mm-hmm. the Magnificent Four, <laughs> they uh, come in and plead with Rumpel to help rescue Emma, who is trapped inside the sheriff's station with... Snow Queen. Why did Rumpel help 
it was very specific. He said, he "How said, can I turn down my love?" Right. And it's still funny. He he's very Shakespearean in oh, how yeah, yeah. he talks oh, to. Yeah. You know, it's like he's on stage and all this kind of thing. But it was interesting because Bell said, "Acting, yes, true." <laughs> but Bell said, "Please, and please harkens back to season one with Regina, with Regina, yeah, because he said please. every time I say please, you have to do exactly what I want you to do, right? Exactly. So. No, but I, it, he is on, he is acting. He's acting yes. like he's." On the straight and narrow, when we all know he is so not. Yes. And Hook and Gold have this conversation, and Hook just nails him. He said, well, why aren't you worried about Ingrid? You're worried about every other evil being coming into town. All of a sudden, you're just not really concerned. There has to be history. About Ingrid. Yeah. There's, you're too nonchalant about yeah, her, so right. there's got to be some history. And that's when he says, yeah, that history is my business. Mm-hmm. So... But then we have a great then we have a great scene with Rumpelstiltskin and the three sisters. <laughs> That's exactly what I wrote down. Yep. <laughs> and they discuss the sisterly bond is stronger than true love. Mm-hmm. So blood is thicker than water and true love, it turns out. Yeah. So the gloves he produces will cover the power. Will conceal, conceal it. Conceal it. Which is a nice Shout out to Frozen. Yep. And then he says, and if and here's a fail safe. The urn. If if this doesn't work, then the urn, mm-hmm. you you can basically cl- climb in or get in the yep. urn. Open up the lid, and right. you'll be you'll you'll be inside of the urn. You'll you'll pop inside the urn, and then that'll be the the fail safe. And that's Latin for being trapped. But well, anyhow, in, in a in a way, it reminds me of the genie and the lamp, the right. magic lamp. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I, I think we probably talked about that from the end mm-hmm. of last season, yeah. too. It's yeah. like the, the genie in the lamp, yeah. too. Yep. Yeah. All right. So he said, love is free, but all magic comes with a price. Right. And so he was saying, you could stay. It was basically the same conversation that he had with Hook. Yeah. So you don't need the hand. You're fine. If you take the hand, you look, there are a lot of things that could go wrong here. Because I want the hand. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And the same thing when he was talking to the sisters. They look, true love, what you've got right there is powerful. It right. is more powerful than you can even think about. Right. But if you take these gloves and this urn, I'm going to have to take that bond. So it's a fail safe. It'll work, but it's not as, as powerful as sisterly right. love. Right. And, and unfortunately, it did not work even if that well because he even said that some because when he asked for the three ribbons all three of them right you know ingrid's like these they why why would you want these they're they're just ordinary things you know we've we've worn since we were children and he said some ordinary sometimes ordinary objects with enough love can be imbued with a special magic all their own so yes I don't know if you all listening remember season one when, for instance, Jiminy Cricket, before he was a cricket, brought all the things from people. And remember, he collected a mm-hmm. bunch of things mm-hmm. from people and he wanted to know the names of the people. Right. And we haven't seen that in a long time. We haven't seen a, really a deal. 
we've seen a signed deal, but we haven't seen a deal for things yet. Well, in a while, right? And so the the trade for the mm-hmm. for the uh, ribbons right. was kind of right. Anyway, and harkens the, back to and and one. the sisters were like, "No, Ingrid, you don't need this. You don't need it. You've got us." And they're like, "We're your fail safe." Helga said, "We're right. your fail safe." Yep. Yep. And she said, "I'm sorry." It's not enough. Yep. I can't control it. I need these things. So she traded in her sister's love mm-hmm. for or bond, but bond yeah, right for objects, magical objects that could help her control herself. Which reminds me an awful lot of Rumple himself, mm-hmm. who traded in his yeah, son right. for his power. Yep, and. And actually, the bond with his son. Right. So we go back to Emma and Ingrid back mm-hmm. at the police station. Yep. And I, I wrote down that Ingrid said, you're misunderstood, Emma. You're chosen. And so there's, the, again, that kind of evil and good side of the same coin. Mm-hmm. You're chosen. But because of that, you're also misunderstood. Again, playing so, on her right. worst fears, mm-hmm. saying, look, you think you're abandoned, but you're not. You're chosen. But because of that, because you were chosen special, now everyone misunderstands you. They're yeah. afraid of you, blah, 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 blah. She really, really did a number on her. I mean, really did a number on her. She got upset. She slammed on the desk. Absolutely. She blew out the wall. Yep. She made water boil. Mm-hmm. And so then Emma really gets freaked out. Oh, yeah. And she goes, no, 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 I'm going to, don't be scared. I'm going to show you who you really are. That's who you really are. And it's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. she she was just, yeah, she was so proud of herself. That's exactly what she wanted. She wanted to get Emma off balance, off guard, and to prove that Emma could lose control and that it was dangerous for everyone else. Yes. Now, I'm going to take a bit of a... Uh, a sidestep here, and we have uh, a great friend of ours, a listener, Ken, lives up in Steveston. He mm-hmm. sent me an email a while back, and he said, they built the sheriff's office down right near Moncton Street. Because the way the sheriff's office where they normally film is in an old library. Mm-hmm. and But he said they built it there, and I kept waiting, and where is it going to be? Where is it going to be? And it's behind... The rabbit hole and also that line of shops, there's Perbeck shoes or right. standard clocks and modern fashion and all that. And behind that building, and there's the that bread shop, too. The bread shop. Yeah, a little farther down. But right. And then there's this parking lot behind there. Mm-hmm. And it's across the street from Storybrook Hardware. Yes. And they built this front of this uh, of the sheriff's office. That's cool. With a sidewalk and a, all that kind of stuff, and so when she blew the thing, it was in that parking lot. That parking lot, and that's actually the area where the uh, snow monster busted mm-hmm. out of that place yeah. too. So that's been really used a lot. Yeah. So anyway, I just wanted to point that out. Yep. All right. So Emma stands outside. Yep. After she's just freaked her own self out from blowing out the wall and. Ingrid has disappeared. And <clears throat> David, Hook, Bell, Elsa, Rumple, and Snow run up. And they're like, what happened? What did that monster do? And she's like, no, the monster that did this, that was me. 
And they're like, wait a second. And they come up to her and they're trying to love on her. And she's like, no, 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 I don't want to hurt you. I don't want to hurt you. And it just escalates, completely escalates because they're like, no, Emma, no, no, no. And she blows out the lights, the light fixtures and the light pole and almost kills David in the process. And it almost it almost kills Hook. Yeah. And Hook got shoved out of the way and then it hurt Charming. Right. Yeah. Right. As the um, light pole right. came down. And then Snow does the worst thing ever by chiding her. Emma. Right. You know, I mean, that was that was very and it was instinctual, unfortunately. But it was it was probably the worst thing that she could have done. And she realized it when she said it. She's like, oh, my gosh. And at that point in time, it was too late. And that's when mm-hmm. Emma, Emma runs off. And I, you know, and it's a tough thing. That has to be a really difficult thing because you know that during the whole mommy and me incident where the bo- milk was boiling and Snow got very worried and afraid of Emma for the first time ever, she she had to remember that this you know when Emma almost killed David and Char and Hook right. with the the light pole. So you know that that's got to be kind of at the forefront of her mind. She's freaking out because here's her daughter. And she's kind of out of control. Very true. And then we see lovely little Ingrid. So we're careening toward the the end now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Peeking around the corner, watching the whole thing unfold. Yep. Fantastic. So again, yeah, she's a she's a voyeur. She she was listening to mm-hmm. Anna and Kristoff, yeah, and now she's listening again. She's yeah. eavesdropping and making sure that everything is kind of falling into well, place. she is like, unfortunately, in in many cases, there are people who do things destructively, and they like to watch it happen. Right, right. They're kind of crazy that way. So then we see the Weselton incident. Yeah. The weasel incident. So, because he the, is a little weasel, he is a weasel. He's a little weasel man. I mean, he's making a play for Ingrid, right? Knowing full well that Helga is hot for him. Not that in my younger days I would have ever done such a thing. Well, well, maybe once or twice. We won't go into that whole chestnut. <laughs> Anyhow. But his whole point for that was not because he was going to have Helga on the side or have Helga and have Ingrid on the side. Right. He wanted, he was replacing Helga for Ingrid because they'd kept Ingrid out of sight when he saw how beautiful she was mm-hmm. and that she's the queen. He wanted the queen. It was the whole, it was very, very reminiscent of Hans going after Anna. Yeah. And then knowing that he could, if he got to Anna, and pl- using everything to his advantage, he could then take over and get rid of Elsa, and there you have Frozen. Well, and in a way, I think Ingrid's been doing that all along. I think she's been looking for someone to be her sister again. So, anyway. Yeah, but that's not the conversation we're having right now. <laughs> all right. But but I'm just saying. No, I'm telling you that the whole Wesselton going after mm-hmm. Ingrid because she's the queen. Right. That's the way to get to the throne. He's trying to take yeah. over the throne. Right. He's just a duke in his kingdom. Yes. He's not the king. Right. He wants to be king. Hans does the exact same thing. It's a mirroring of what happened in the animated feature Frozen. I know what you're saying about, mm-hmm. you know, 
but finding the right person for correct you, yeah. replacement yeah, it's right. a little bit little bit different yeah. situation but i know what you're saying so we we see wesselton trying to get a little smoochy smooch oh yeah with ingrid yeah and then she says, no, 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 this, this is not the way this is going to well, happen. she's freaking out. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't have her gloves to conceal her, right. her powers. So unfortunately, because he won't let her pick them up because right. he keeps getting in her way, mm-hmm. that's when Helga comes up. And he's like, she had to, oh, well, she actually pushes him away, force pushes him away with her ice magic. Right. Into the bushes, and he gets up and freaks out, calls her a monster. Again. The monster. Again. Yeah. And, then, and then Helga comes up, and he tries to twist it, doing exactly what mm-hmm. she's doing with Emma, taking a situation and flipping she it on She kissed me and all that. Right. Yep. She yep. tried to kiss me, and blah, blah, blah. She's getting all frisky, da, 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 And then she pushed me with her ice magic, and da, 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 and she's evil, and, and he, she, you know, poor Ingrid is like, no, 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 I right. swear to you, it's not how it happened at all, blah, blah, blah. And then Helga. Right. Thank you. And I'm thinking to myself, no, she can't possibly believe him. But I love how she said, thank you for showing me what an absolute little horrible person you are. Weasel you are. You're a right. weasel. Weaselton. Mm-hmm. It's pronounced Weselton. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty and, good. And she sided with Ingrid. Absolutely she said, no, she she's my sister. She'd never do that. And that's it. Yeah, she did. And the worst part is, is that, you know, here... Um, she, she's showing her love... And it's still not enough for her. Right. It's very, very reminiscent of exactly what happens with Anna and Elsa in Frozen. Mm-hmm. Because Anna's trying desperately to say, look, we can do this together. I've got your back. And so it's very, that's the same relationship. Again, Helga is the Anna to Ingrid. So unfortunately, it's just too much. Helga, Ingrid can't control it. And she accidentally zaps Helga. Right. Well, they had, and they were, he was talking, you know, you got to hide her. Well, I think after that, uh, it was funny. They mentioned diplomatic mission, which is another Star Wars tip of the hat. Mm-hmm. He was on a diplomatic mission and Helga said, I don't care. You know. Yeah. You need to leave. And so they're, they're talking about. Which, by the way, diplomatic mission is exactly what, quote unquote, Gerda and her husband, which we're assuming his name is Kai or Fry, whichever one, we don't know which one. Right. But he is, uh, he, they were on the diplomatic mission to Misthaven when their ship was lost at sea. Mm-hmm. So Ingrid froze her sister, yeah, unfortunately, and then destroyed her sister, killed her she sister. Killed her. So unfortunately. Unless they can figure out a way to put her back together. Who knows? Which, again, we don't know. Right. And that's, you know, that's the unfortunate thing is she kills her. And it's one of those things just, it was it was kind of heart-wrenching, actually. Because, mm-hmm. again, at this point, Ingrid's not a bad person. She's right. not evil. Right. She's, you know, she's, she's just True. sad. So, and then we see the 
the probably the I, I saw you scream over there. Oh the yeah, next yeah. Scene. Oh yeah. So Robin comes back. Well, because Regina's reading the book, and right. she's getting, she's really paying attention to some of the stories that are in there, and watching and probably remembering the moment when the blue fairy saved her from mm-hmm. the arrows that were shot at her. Yeah. So that was kind of cool that she saw that and realized that's what's going on. And then Robin comes in and she's like, oh my gosh, seriously. Deja vu all over again. Yep. Yep. Are you going to ever just let this go? You've got to go back to your wife. And then he tells her, I have a code. Mm-hmm. I have, you know, I've tried to follow it every day of my life where I'm kind. He said, and loyal. he said, righteous. I'm righteous. righteous. I'm. And yeah, he named off all the other he things. He did. Too. He yeah. he had a little laundry list of all the things that you know he's he's that are true qualities about him. And he says, and I follow that code every day of my life. But today it's is not, not a day, day to follow it. Right. And then he smooches her good. Yeah. Woohoo! And what was interesting is it reminded me of her last season. Oh yeah. When they asked her, you know, so now you you're using good, or or, or are you going to be bad? And she goes, "Not today, not well, today." Well, actually, yes, there's that. But then it also kind of reminded me of her going and attacking him in the forest for the first time when she kissed him. Remember, yeah. he was kind of pursuing her, and she was kind of like, Mm-mm-mm-mm. and then she went and woo planted a good one on him. Yep. So yeah, and that was yeah, it was. It was good. I mean, again, it's the situation of he's a married man. Right. Uh, and, and um, you know, I don't write the show, but it's just that's how now it's going. Well, and there's some people that are not not going to like this. Technically, this is- his wife is not really living. <laughs> I know. She has no heart. Just, she has no You pulse. know there's people that are going to say... But he's still married to that frozen I person there. That. I understand that. But again, so, technically speaking, she has no pulse. She has no heart. I know. She's technically, by virtue of medical medicine, not alive. I know. So, anyhow. But not going to go there. I understand. But it was... Anyway. I love to see Regina kiss. So I, Well, I go. like to see That's Regina nice. happy. Yes. Regina deserves to be happy, especially now that she has made strides to be such a good person. Mm-hmm. She deserves to be happy. She's done the right things. She's right. not getting her happy ending. That needs to change. Yes. So. So we did see kind of an after discussion between Snow and Charming and the group. Yeah. And David Hook and Elsa. The the four. <laughs> Elsa, Elsa let them know, I saw the look on your face. Yeah. And you you looked on her with fear. Yeah. I know what that's like. Yeah. I've, I've seen that before. Yeah. And you did that to right. her. Because Hook wisely and very correctly said she doesn't want to be found. Yeah. We can't find her. We looked everywhere. She doesn't want to be found. Yeah. And that's really sad because, you know, I, I don't know if he had that look of fear on his face, but Elsa was right to say. I, he probably did as the light pole was coming down on him. I think it did scare him a bit. And so for her to say, look, I've seen it. I know what she's going through. And, you know, you guys, you guys are afraid of her. There's plenty of people that will think, well, Hook should go find her. Sure. And, and talk her back to town. Mm. But more than likely, it will probably be Elsa. Probably Elsa, maybe Snow. 
Yeah. I think Snow's the one that's going to have to be the one to kind of reach through to her at some point. She re- she's yeah. done it so many times before, so I think it will be Snow that will end up reaching through. And if not, I- I'd actually kind of like to see Regina do it. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be kind of cool. But anyway, uh, Snow basically says, "David, we failed. Yeah, we failed as parents today. Mm-hmm. We failed." And you know, hey, remember, she says, she says, "You know, the Snow Queen has this mirror." That turns everybody against each other. She goes, but she doesn't even need it. We're doing that to ourselves. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Do you remember Charming's biggest fear? Um, Was failing as a father. Oh, gosh. (gasps) Remember that? Oh, my gosh. Rapunzel, the tower. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's starting. That was, yeah. (gasps) Yep. It's starting already. Mm -hmm. Little tiny... Little tiny itty bitty. Yep. Wow. Yep. And that's why maybe and that's why I'm saying I think that the Snow Queen they don't have to necessarily get in front of that mirror. I think that she's imbued. I herself totally think it. you're right. I know. I, I because I agree. she was caressing the mirror like mm-hmm. ha ha because yep. she's it's clearly now a visual. It's a portal for her to see what's going on. I think she saw Emma sitting up on the hill, you know, uh, watching Storybrooke. I think that. That she saw the whole David Emma or David Snow Elsa and Hook conversation. I think she's watching everything, yep. and she's seeing the little tiny things. And I think she's putting those little. But you're right. David's worst fear is failing as a father, and yeah. wow, Snow just totally like hit him with that. Right. Well, and I don't think she meant to. Nope. No, but, no, not at all. But I think but that that's right, yeah. the beginning of it is that mm-hmm. it's going to, that's the beginning part of it is that there's no, there's no reason to have the mirror itself because all they have to do is just keep doing that to yeah. each other. And I, I, I'm not a father, but I'll tell you what, I would imagine there are many, 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 many men who would say that before their first, maybe second, third child is born. I don't want to be a failure as a father. Yeah. So... Well, and I know I yeah. know mothers have said that yeah. too. So. Yep. All right. So wow, that was a really good, really yeah. good poll, babe. Thanks. Really good poll. So we go back to Arendelle, and so then Gerda comes up and says, "What did you do?" And Ingrid's yeah. like, "I didn't. I didn't mean to." Yeah. You know, I this happened. I I I don't know. And then Gerda said again, "You're a monster." Oh, my gosh. And that was the sad part because that was a complete, again, mirror from the very opening scene where the kidnapper calls her a monster. And Gerd is the one who says, you're not a monster. Mm -hmm. You're our sister and we love you. And that whole thing. And now at the end, she's the one who turns on her. Helga, the one who supported her, the one who loved her, the one who was trying to, you know, get her to see that. Their bond as sisters was strong enough to overcome any fear she had. Right. Gerda has been afraid of her from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that was just that was just a very difficult, very difficult thing to have to to sit through. So the urn cleverly was right there. And so she opened that up mm-hmm. and it sucked Ingrid into that yeah. urn. Yeah. Very much like the genie. Genie yeah. in a bottle. Right. Right. And, you know, the worst part of this is that if Gerda had just reached out to her in love and in, in, and instead of, you know, calling her a monster, she might have 
saved her. She yeah. might have prevented a lot of things from happening, including what's hap- what happened with her own daughters. Mm-hmm. Well, again, it's it's all about choices. And Absolutely. I, Absolutely. I, I don't know that I that mean, was a good choice. But. I, I get that. When, when you come up and you see your sister standing over your other sister's remains, icy remains, and you know she's – and she admits to having accidentally killed her, it is – that would be a little unnerving. I yeah. would be terrified. I can't say that I wouldn't do the same thing. I don't know if I would. I mean, I would be just like, look, I need you to control it. I'm, I'm very scared of you, but I, I want you to, you know, I would, I would, I would have a tough time with that. Well, it's like with, with anything, you know, you want to hear, you know, I still love you, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, and you want to, you want to hear that instead of, no, that this is too far you know i mean anyway i don't, I don't anyway we'll, we'll we'll we will move forward with this show so well but i think that is that is very valid points yeah i mean obviously there's certain things you you killed somebody look i still love you but we got to call the cops well so in this case this is a little there's different no, but there's no i know cops, but I yeah know. All right, so I want one of those Steveston snow globes. Oh boy, I want one of them. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. The clock tower mm-hmm, and all that. Mm-hmm. Christmas is coming, everyone. Wait a second, you're oh, missing a very key in. scene here, babe. We see Gerda talking to Grandpoppy. Right. Yeah. At this point, he's talking to Grandpoppy, or she's talking to Grandpoppy, and she says, "Look, I need your help." And he says, "I see the pain. I don't want to talk about it." The yeah, love, right. really? You know, maybe if she had told him what was going on, he might have been able to tell her a completely different way to handle it. But he kind of didn't ask; he didn't press. And he instead, although he may have known because you know he has the ability to kind of see these things, I guess. Mm-hmm. But she asked him, you know, can you make a potion for everyone in the realm to forget about it? Inclu- I mean, everybody in the borders, including Weselton and everybody, to forget that uh, Ingrid and Helga ever even existed. Kind of like a curse. A little bit. A little bit. And he said, yes, I can. And he says, but magic comes, all magic comes with a price. And she's like, I'm fairly certain I've paid it. And pretty much, I'm going to say big fat no. Because, you know, I lost my sisters today. Yeah, that was tragic for her, but that was not the payment of the price of magic. I think it was Elsa being born with magic. I think that that's may very well the be, price. That but... may very well be the price. Or the price of losing her own life mm-hmm. at some point in time early. Um, I would say, yeah. Yep. That was, yeah, she didn't quite pay the price. But I, I, I love how... The truth. I mean, there are these certain things that are the strongest thing in the world. The true love, right? Mm -hmm. True love Mm -hmm. or hope or belief. These things are just strong. And so she says, no, I want. And he goes, no, it's strong magic. I can Mm -hmm. do it. But this is strong, what you're talking about, removing memories and all that. Mm -hmm. And then as before she left, he said, but the truth has a way. Of coming out. Right. And so the truth is stronger than strong magic. So there are, the, there are these certain things, you know. And Yeah. I, anyway, I, that kind of stuck out to me. I still want the Steveston Snow Globe. I, I agree with you. That. I agree with you. 
But uh, so Ingrid and Gold have this conversation. Mm Mm-hmm. And she said she had the hat longer than him. Which she did. And she learned a lot of interesting things. Right. Which she says to strike this deal, you can have the entire rest of the world, but I want Storybrooke. Mm. Why would she want just Storybrooke? That's a good point. She's looking to replace two sisters. She's already got one in Elsa if she can get Elsa on board with that. Secondly, she's got, you know, she's got Emma. She can get Emma to be on board with being the hel- the new Helga. That's going to be enough for her? I don't think so. Yeah. I, I, I don't know what Regina would be uh, saying about all this. Oh, Regina would have none of it if she <laughs> knew what was going on. And I'm a little surprised that they're not more suspicious of Rumpel at this mm-hmm. point. Yeah. The fact is, he was very involved in, in an integral piece of what happened with Zelina. And nobody ever questioned what happened to her. Right. Right? Right. So, I, he's playing it off way too coolly, Yeah. if you'll forgive the pun here. But anyway, uh, that whole exchange that they had, you know, his thing was, all right, I don't think you have anything I want. And she goes, hmm. I have information about the hat. I'm happy to give that to you, but I want my ribbons back. Well, ribbons or ribbon? Ribbons. She wanted all three okay. ribbons. All right. And I'll tell you why. Because he only she, pulled up one and had it one. in his hand. Right. So. Well, and maybe it was maybe it was just the one, but I have a feeling she wants all three. But even more importantly, why does she want those ribbons? What? That's the question I have. I don't I know. I think there's something to those ribbons that mm-hmm. we don't know about that's going to... We don't know where they came from. No, so. we do know where they came well, from. Well, but I mean before then. Well, they're, in a, they're in a kite tail. Right, exactly. So well, flown a kite, I understand the tail of it. but Sure, so. sure. There may be something specific with those. But anyway, point is, she wants... To give him information, she's willing to share this with him. She's that's a load of crap. She is a master. She's a master manipulator as well. Right. And if he's smart, he knows. But I love the fact that he said, "You tell me your information first. Mm-hmm. She's playing him like she's a violin. Absolutely so playing him, that's... and he has to know that. Mm-hmm. So I think he no. I think he knows it. I think okay. he knows it very specifically because he needs her to get. He needs her magic to complete. Remember, it's got to have all the magic. Right. I love how they use the old trick that they used in Lost. It's like, or even Walking Dead. All yeah. right, I'll tell you the secret. And yeah. the secret is, oh, yeah, yeah. You don't know what? You know, you turn up your TV, I can't hear anything. Right. Exactly. It's, it's a mystery. Exactly. So. Now, when they were talking about the whole thing of the deal and that there was a fun little reference that he made that I realized something. We talked about this. During the show, we talked about her name Sarah, meaning mm-hmm. princess, which it, it does, and that's accurate. But I think that they gave her the name Sarah, and I mean that they, the showrunners, gave her the name Sarah as an homage to the ice cream parlor, Sarah's Old Fashioned Ice Cream, that's in Steveston, that unfortunately yeah. closed down yeah. over the summer. I think they did that because the cast used to go to Sarah's Ice Cream Parlor. A lot, mm-hmm. and Sarah would make for them. Well, Kate, uh, Katie would make for them very customized flavors of ice cream. Yeah, 
for the cast. She hosted. We, inter- we interviewed her. Yeah, we did. And she made flavors and uh, provided ice cream treats for some of their parties and things like that for mm-hmm. the cast, you know, wrap parties and things. So I think as an homage, because she did close the shop down, that's why they named her Sarah. And he did make a mention. Um, he said a, a comment that, well, they did close down that ice cream parlor I was so fond of. Yeah. So I think that was a nice little homage to Sarah's old-fashioned ice cream and to yeah. Katie because Katie was awesome. Yep. Um, but anyway, so this whole thing with her and Rumpel, based on what the original – the apprentice had told uh, Zoso about the hat and what – Rumple knew about the hat. What Rumple told Anna is that he needed to have all the magic in there in order to become fully powerful and to, to, to you know detach himself, as she kept saying, cleave himself from, right. which is a butcher's term, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, which butcher, little bo peep, right? Just throwing that out there. Yes, um, indeed. That he needed to have all the magic in order to do this, and I think that. Whatever she's telling him, the fact that he said, oh, not only can I do that, I'll do it with pleasure. So what in, what in the world could that be? Is that I've got to kill somebody? I can't fathom that's the yeah. case. So that's the next step is I want to ask you, the listeners, what do you think? What did she tell him? Yeah. What does he need to do? So that's the question we would like your answer with. And we will be telling you the information at the end of the podcast where you can send it in. Yeah. Now, here's the next question that I have. She said to him, you want to keep your power. Right. Leave Storybrooke, keep your power, and bell. Mm-hmm. So anything that he has to do to get that power can't be something that will upset Bell. Right. So he can't be killing somebody unless right. it's a bad person. Right? Yep. yep. Okay. I don't know what he's going to it's that's a that's a that's a conundrum. Uh we have fantastic listeners and I think that they're going to have some great ideas. I would agree with you. What what that agree. is. Really quickly at the end, I did want to thank uh Lynn in 10 for the great review on iTunes and rating. We really appreciate that. Thank you so oh, thank you. very much. And I also want to let you guys know that we did have the speak pipe um, little app on the side of the screen, and we had some technical difficulties, and I had to take that down. So um, just wanted to let you know that. I don't think we'll be using that anymore. That's it. Those are our thoughts on the Snow Queen. Mm-hmm. And boy, there was a lot of information in this episode. And not skipping past next Saturday, but next Sunday is going to be the two-hour Smash the Mirror Ooh. episode. That's going to be so, interesting. But before then, we're going to have our main show. Mm-hmm. About the Snow Queen. Yep. So get your thoughts together. Well, I've already asked a question that I'd love your input on. So you can call in the voicemail. You can send us your email. And uh, we really appreciate that. Yeah. So until next time, I want to send big love out to everybody. Big love is so big, you can't keep it all to yourself. 
take what you need and pass on the rest to somebody else because we all need that. And thank you so much for listening. However you found us, whoever told you, and we really appreciate if you tweet while you listen and you share to other oncers. Mm -hmm. If you watch Once Upon a Time, I would imagine that you have friends that also watch Once Upon a Time as well. So let them know. I think it's important to listen to a podcast about a TV show because there's so much going on that you might listen to our podcast and get ideas and say, I never thought about that. Mm -hmm. And that's why we do what we do. So let's get every oncer that you know to listen to the podcast. And I think they'll have a more incredible experience watching Once Upon a Time. Mm -hmm. Okay. I would agree. So let's do that. Thank you so much for that. And until next time, this is Jeff and Colleen. And we will see you soon, or we will talk to you soon. (laughs) Yes, we will. Okay, take care, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Once Upon a Time Fan Podcast. This is a Rony Zone media production. Please contact or connect with us. You may hear your comments on an upcoming episode. We're on Twitter at OUAT Podcast, on Facebook at Facebook.com slash OUAT Podcast, or leave a comment at the show notes. Contact us via email at feedback at once upon a time podcast.com or leave a voicemail at 657 333-0626. Until next time, spread a little big love around. Rumpelstiltskin was voiced by Brad Pogress, and Teddy was voiced by me, the voice of Steve. You can check out my podcast, The Voice of Steve Podcast, free on iTunes. Say hi at Facebook.com slash Voice of Steve, or see what I'm doing over on Twitter, at The VOS Show. Check out everything I do, from the podcast to voiceovers. I even have a blog sometimes at thevoiceofsteve.com. Hope to see you around, and thanks again for listening to the Once Upon a Time Fan Podcast.